Amy, 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program, and it's time for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark, the pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing real well, Gary. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you back on, as always, for the uh, the moment in Scripture. Now, our reading for last week was Mark 16 through Luke 8. What would you like to highlight? for us. We have the end of Mark and the beginning of Luke. So I'd really like to focus on the very end of Mark, the very beginning of Luke. So the last chapter of the, of the book of Mark, first chapter of Luke. So uh, so let's take a look. The, the last chapter of Mark, kind of unique, okay? Uh, all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all recount Jesus' resurrection from the dead, his death and resurrection. That's a big deal, right? This is, this is what our faith is founded on. And as Paul will say later, Uh, If Christ had not been raised, our faith is in vain. So all the Gospels attest to that truth. But Mark's Gospel is a little unique. Uh, Chapter 16, it recounts his resurrection from the dead. Uh, It recounts those words uh, from the angel. It says, uh, verse 6, the angel said to them, do not be alarmed. You see Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter, that he is going before to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So beautiful, right? Uh, Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. Uh, but then here's the very last verse, okay? Here it is, verse 8. It says, And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The end. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's kind of a rough ending, right? Yeah, it is. You know, it, it leaves us there in verse 8 saying, yeah, they, they leave afraid. They said nothing to anyone. And then that, that's about it. Uh, so that that's as far as the original manuscripts go, the earliest manuscripts at least go. Uh, the Greek manuscripts, the original language of the New Testament, and of, including the Gospel of Mark, that, that's kind of where they end. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, how do we take that? Well, on the one hand, you know, it's, it's not that troubling, right? Jesus is risen. That's the main thing, right? Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, though, boy, to leave them just trembling there and afraid, that's kind of an odd place to stop. Uh, maybe it was a technique to, to get people to think, okay, what happens next? What's the rest of the story? Uh, what am I to do with this? Uh, but there's a tension there with that, that abrupt ending. And so it seems, and there's a note in most Bibles, that the verses that follow, verses 9 through then uh, verse 20 of Mark, they weren't part of those original manuscripts. So they may have come a little later. So, yeah, so in your Bible, Gary, I don't know which one you have in front of you there, but it might have a little note there at the end of verse 8 before it continues through the rest of the Gospel of Mark, verses 9 through 20. So, you know, I I think uh, the rest of those verses, they are, they're, they're good and salutary, and, you know, it's good to read those verses, too, verses 9 through 20. You don't need to rip those out of your Bible or anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, so don't do that, listeners. Especially verse 16, I really think, is a, a, just a wonderful verse where it says that whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned, you know. Uh, so it affirms that importance of baptism is certainly a faith in Christ. So important words, but I think it is kind of good for us to realize that what we know to be from those earliest manuscripts ends there at verse 8. And still, even if it does end at verse 8, it gives us what we need to know. And what we need to know is Christ crucified and risen. And Mark 
have a gospel of Mark, it gives it to us. Right. Uh, but just to be aware of that. I think that's kind of an interesting ending to the gospel. Now, you say that those last verses came later on. How much later on? Is it a different writer? Yep. Good question. Yeah. So um, I, I guess the the ultimate answer is, well, I'm, we don't know for sure. <laughs> but they came later. And, you know, it wouldn't have been the same writer as the rest of the gospel of Mark, if that's an addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, it is kind of interesting. Commentaries always make note of that that this is probably an addition that was added later. And I think that's pretty commonly received. The Lutheran Study Bible, that's why I have in front of me, and it makes note of that. And, you know, it's not something to hide, you know, or, you know, and it doesn't really compromise the integrity of the Bible or the integrity of Scripture. We don't need to doubt that it's God's Word. No, it, it certainly is. But it is interesting just to note. And it, again, those verses are, are good to read. Nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that original uh, text most likely ended there at verse 8. We don't have to be afraid to think that, oh, you know, the Bible's, you know, not 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 uh, authoritative. Well, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Let's just be honest about that, that it possible addition, and, uh, and we can include it. That's fine. It's still, you know, it still builds us up in faith, kind of like the Apocrypha, those books that are, you know, sort of placed in between the Old and New Testaments usually. Those are okay to read. Yeah, nothing wrong with them. That's great. Uh, but um, we may not call them that part of the canon, that that Old and New Testament, Holy Spirit-inspired, inerrant Word of God. Yeah. So that that's Mark, Gary. Um, and just let's look at the beginning of Luke, if we have time. Just, just the very opening v- verses of Luke, because I think they help to shape the way we read the rest of Luke's gospel. So uh, verse 1 uh, there in chapter 1, it says, uh, Luke writes, "...insomuch as many have undertaken to uh, compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as..." Those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. It seems good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So Luke is writing this and he says, you know, there's been a couple different accounts of of Jesus' life already compiled, but I want to do it too. And in doing that, I know there's eyewitnesses that have seen these different accounts, the different things about Jesus' life and ministry. And we get the impression that, that Luke is investigating these things, perhaps even interviewing people about Jesus' life. Uh, Luke wasn't one of the 12 disciples, so Luke likely wasn't an eyewitness to all these things. And yet we get the impression he investigated this closely. He wants to be meticulous about putting this account together. And so I think that Maybe we can assume pretty safely that one of the people he may have interviewed was was Mary herself, Jesus' mother. Um, Luke's gospel is the only one that gives us that detailed account of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, uh, him being laid in a manger, uh, the, the shepherds coming and visiting. Luke is the only one who includes that. So perhaps he talked to Mary and she gave him those gritty details about how Jesus' birth took place. So I think that, that's kind of neat. He's also writing this to Theophilus. He's addressing it to someone named Theophilus. Uh, That means friend of God, that Greek name. So Theophilus, I would say probably likely a real person, all right? But also this this broader idea that uh, we're all Theophiluses in some ways. We're all friends of God. And these words of Luke's gospel are meant for each one of us to hear, to read, to, to take in. So I like that idea too, that we are friends of God and these words are written for us as well as Luke investigates Jesus' life and then shares those details with us, details that aren't in the other Gospels, especially surrounding Jesus' birth. So I think that's helpful. As you reread the rest of the the Gospel of Luke, uh, keep that in mind. 
how Luke investigated those things, and now they're meant for you to hear and to read today. Okay, thanks for that. Would you like to lead us in the prayers we wrap up? Sure. Lord God, we thank you again for your, your beautiful word. Uh, we are confident that these words are, are words of life that you have inspired. Uh, Lord, we ask that we would take them to heart. And we ask that you would bless our continued reading of your word and rejoice in the fact that uh, we too are Theophiluses, that we are friends of God. Uh, thank you for these words that are meant for our ears and for our eyes. Help us to share this word of life with those around us so that they too may know Christ for them. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week, Matt? We are reading through Luke 9 through 16, uh, Luke chapter 9 through chapter 16. Okay, sounds like a plan, so I look forward to that. Thank you for being on the program today. Thank you, Gary. A pleasure as always. We are listener-supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.